Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. Always love to talk to Dr. David Dozer. You know him. Uh, he is uh, with uh, California State University. He's an emeritus professor there. Uh, he is a longtime regular on the Price of Business and one of my all-time favorite people to talk to when it comes to all things media. What's interesting about David and, and me is that we have very different views on the vast majority of issues, but one thing we agree on, I would say almost entirely, is that of the media, that of free speech, and the importance of individuals becoming better consumers of the news rather than uh, all of us hoping that the media is going to get better. Because there's a lot of evidence, David, that that's not going to happen, <laughs> especially with what we've seen in the last couple of weeks with Fox News alone. Uh, and we're going to get into this. And we're going to get into this deep. And we're gonna, I, I want to look at a couple of different factors we're not even hearing in uh, the media when it comes to the Fox News story. Before we do that, though, talk about your book and how people can get more information about that. Well, uh, I have a website, uh, David Dozier Books, and Dozier's French. It's got extra vowels in it, uh, D-O-Z-I-E-R, DavidDozierBooks.com. And my book is The California Killing Field. It deals with the death penalty, but um, the major issue is the ways in which media can be manipulated to form public opinion and um, motivate people to act. And so that um, that aspect of the book fits very nicely with what we're seeing now with um, Fox News basically rewriting history before our very eyes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, it, it's absolutely incredulous. It reminds me a lot of uh, Stalinist style uh, journalism. You know, how people completely disappearing, total events never happened. Uh, you know, you ought to look at old Stalin uh, era uh, history books and look at one year and then go up 10 years and you'll see entire people eliminated from pictures. We hear about nifty cell phones that can do that now. He was doing that back in the 30s. <laughs> It's yeah. incredible. It's incredible. And Fox News did almost exactly that kind of Stalinistic style uh, reporting when it came to January 6th. And now, thanks to a lot of factors, including the, the uh, chairman of, uh, of uh, the network, um, Rupert Murdoch, we're seeing that it is now a well-known, well-documented, and even admitted problem that I, I think goes beyond the realm. Yeah, well, it's interesting to watch um, the topic that we're dealing with today, which is the uh, security tape from the Capitol Police uh, and the Dominion uh, lawsuit, libel lawsuit, where uh, over a billion dollars is on the table. And we know all kinds of things that uh, Fox folks were saying to each other behind the scenes, which was at great variance with um, what they were saying on the air, uh, and especially uh, the contempt of many of the Fox personalities uh, for uh, former President Trump. They um, didn't think too much of him, but uh, they were more worried about retaining an audience than they were about reporting the news. Yeah, Tucker Carlson hates Donald Trump. And that's Tucker Carlson's own words, yet he was clearly Donald Trump's 
lapdog. It, it's your, you know, it, it really reminded me a lot of uh, like domestic violence victims, right? Who are in a safe place and they'll talk about how much they hate the person they live with, uh, but when they're with others and he's there, which in his case is the uh, mob that watches Fox News still, uh, he is a, a different man, a very compliant, and oh yes, this abuser is a wonderful, pure, wonderful person. Isn't it very analogous to that, or am I, is my imagination a little wild? Uh, no, the, the, the whole process is so fascinating, and um, the Dominion lawsuit sort of uh, pulls back the covers. You know, it's... Uh, right out of the Wizard of Oz where uh, Toto pulls the curtain aside and you get to see that the wizard isn't really a wizard at all. And uh, so much of what's going on at Fox News is desperately trying to get back their far-right audience and uh, doing just about anything they can um, to bring those folks back. Uh, when Fox News declared Arizona uh, in Joe Biden's uh, column, back in November of 2020 uh, was a great heresy, even though it turned out to be true. Uh, it uh, annoyed an awful lot of their viewers. And they started seeing a drop in their viewership. And so uh, the uh, documentary that, uh, you know, five-minute documentary that uh, 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 Carlson put together that aired on Monday, uh, yeah, about five minutes extracted from uh, uh, 42,000 hours of Capitol Police security tapes and that works out to be about 2.5 million minutes and he was able to cherry pick about five minutes and 38 seconds out of that and uh and, and it is a uh, clear rewrite of history uh and it's basically taking the stances that everything you know is wrong about january 6th uh it was all done by democrats and liberal media and uh They've been showing these violent videos over and over again, um, but that's not the true story. These were sightseers. And, yeah, there were a few hooligans that broke some stuff, but the vast majority were really nice people just doing a tour of the Capitol and taking selfies. And uh, it is a really incredible uh, little five-minute documentary to uh, watch uh, – uh, 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 Tucker basically tried to uh, rewrite history, and that's going to be a struggle. Uh, one of the things I mentioned to you uh, earlier was the idea of dominant narrative, and uh, a, a colleague of mine, uh, Rear Admiral T. McCreary, uh, uh, you know, really truly brilliant uh, public relations practitioner, taught me that basically you want to have the story first and you want to have it accurate because the first story sets the agenda and after that everybody has got to deal with that dominant narrative and so in a way uh, uh fox news gets to set the narrative on the security tapes but it's not in a vacuum there's also the you know prior two years of uh, of uh, news coverage and we've all seen the clips and it's just going to be a hard yeah. sell to say no you really you really just didn't understand what was really going on. We've got the security tapes, and we've been able to, you know, pull out five uh, five minutes of uh, of uh, footage that shows well, that these are just really nice people doing a sightseeing tour of the Capitol. Yeah, it was horrific. Yeah, no question about it. Uh, props to Brett Baer, uh, who uh, ended his broadcast yesterday by saying, and that yesterday uh, at the time of this taping was uh, on uh, – Wednesday, uh, by saying we at Fox News do not condone uh, what happened on January 6th, the violence perpetrated on uh, January 6th. 
uh, just to be clear. You know, and I think what he said is probably accurate because it is such a bizarre world at Fox News that there there's Fox News and Fox Opinion. And I bet those people practically spit at each other as they walk past each other in the hall. And, you know, and they, they've done a real cleaning out of uh, many of the real news people, or they have left, they've bailed out like the Titanic. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think that uh, more and more it's going to be difficult to have that, that same position. And you brought up one of the topics I want to bring up that isn't discussed, I don't think at all, to be honest with you. I want, I want to know what is the difference between what they did at Fox News as they reported it on January 6th and what it is, you know, and it, to me it's very analogous to uh, yelling fire in a movie theater. Oh, there's a coup going on. You know, we're, we, we've got the government uh, being overthrown uh, by those who hate our country. Uh, they were feeding that same rhetoric, you know, by saying the president said this, the president said that. But they were feeding stuff that was blatantly lied without any balance in that, any reality check, only fueling the number of people who became violent, who ran down Pennsylvania Avenue to, to jump in. And uh, to me, you know, I want to know why family members of victims and victims who are still alive but who are going to be injured for the rest of their life, disabled for the rest of their life, why aren't they making lawsuits against Fox? To me, they have a great case. I I think they would. And I think the difference is uh, that uh, Dominion can sue Fox because they're big. Um, But... uh, the uh the the family of a uh capital police officer who was physically injured or suffered uh you know traumatic events uh during the riot uh insurrection however you want to describe it uh certainly they'd have a case that you simply have to go up against uh you know a very very uh well funded uh media organization that can just drag things out and uh my take on uh, Fox is very much like my take on Donald Trump. Uh, you basically, uh, you stall for as long as you can. Hire good lawyers and stall and uh, hope, that, hope that things go away. And so I think you're absolutely right. There's a strong case that uh, the victims, and I think there was, what, 100 Capitol Police officers injured during um, during the uh, the insurrection or riot or whatever, and uh, certainly um, all of those would have a legitimate case uh, against uh, Fox News, in my opinion. Oh, absolutely, and, and that's a hundred. That's probably practically a class action lawsuit. That's a lot. That's a lot of people, and I think that I really believe the action needs to happen. I, I think that should become a, a front burner type of issue, and uh, so it's, it's to me it's completely analogous to yelling fire in a, in a movie theater, which is that issue went all the way up to the Supreme Court many decades ago, and you can't do that. That isn't free speech. What they did yep. was not free speech. That was criminal, what they did. And you alluded to, uh, you know, it being a uh, insurrection. It certainly was an insurrection conducted by people who don't know what's required to have a successful insurrection. <laughs> yeah. They weren't very good at it. And in the fact they didn't have the results that they wanted uh, doesn't make it any less of an attempt, in my opinion. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think that it uh, was an unsuccessful in, insurrection. The idea was is that they felt uh, falsely that uh, the election was stolen and uh, they were going to mount a uh, what amounted to a coup in order to keep Trump in office uh, based on the belief that Fox uh, uh, helped Jen up uh, that the election was stolen. And they continued to say that uh, this week on Fox in the, in the documentary, that the one that I saw. And uh, uh, it's just really clear that uh, uh, from the Dominion uh, 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 findings that that Fox basically is chasing an audience. They're not covering the news on uh, on on those uh, commentaries. I, I, I referred to uh, 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 Carlson as an entertainer because I honestly don't see him as a journalist by any reasonable yardstick. Yeah, I'm not sure if he ever was, uh, but he certainly has, is no longer one uh, if he ever was. Um, talk a little bit about, you know, the, the existential crisis. I don't think uh, people understand how far-reaching it is. My example that I just gave that to me is a question of when, not if, when you start having lawsuits uh, against Fox by the families, which I hope begin today. Um, but, uh, you know, they, you, we're talking just, just for Dominion alone. Um, they want one point five billion dollars and that doesn't even include um what do they call it when there's injuries involved or, or you know the, uh, uh, you know what i'm talking yeah, about punitive yeah punitive damages punitive. on top of actual punitive damages yeah. for 50 points if this were a game show exactly and we're talking billions even more uh, or at least hundreds of millions more uh, than that 1.5 billion. And you think if you're an advertiser, I really believe there's just a lot of uh, even small businesses which Fox has held on to like life support. Uh, I think even they are, are, are getting to the point of embarrassment over this network, who they support, and how Trump trumps the country all the time with Fox. I think Americans are tired of that. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's my take on it, and I think you see that split in the Republican Party where uh, DeSantis is starting to be the new uh, poster child for the uh, conservative wing of the Republican Party uh, uh, because his policies are very similar to Donald Trump's, and a lot of his style is similar, but it's not quite as as chaotic. And I think a lot of people, including Murdoch uh, uh, and the hierarchy uh, in the ownership of Fox News, are just tired of Donald Trump. He's just a big pain in the butt, uh, and uh, they want to move on. They don't want to see conservative policies abandoned, but they certainly are tired of uh, of the incoherence that uh, Donald Trump brought to the White House and continue to bring to our, to our electoral processes. Yeah, yeah, and, and I, not to split hairs, but, you know, I, I don't think, I don't think, that DeSantis or Trump are in the conservative wing of the Republican Party. They are in the psycho war wing. Um, they, they don't represent historic, uh, many-decade Republican values. Uh, those were much more epitomized by Ronald Reagan, which I have issues with him as well, um, but he was certainly much more group-minded and wanted to bring as many people together in a certain direction than what, uh, you know, the divider-in-chief Donald Trump wants. And I think DeSantis is a divider type as well. There's no doubt about it. You know, so for me, I'm looking at people like Tim Scott, 
for the conservative wing. These guys are in the wacko wing. But unfortunately, you know, I, I think uh, the impact of Trump was so strong, they're much more likely to get away from Trump uh, and maybe towards normalcy. I don't know if that party could ever be normal again through a DeSantis than a Tim Scott, especially since I think there are a lot of race. I think, there, by the way, racism is bipartisan. I, I tend to notice that Republicans fear blacks and Democrats use blacks. Both of that is a form of, of racism, in my opinion. Um, but I, I, I'm, you know, I'm afraid there's no way they're going to be comfortable with a, a black Republican from South Carolina on the top of that ticket, in my opinion. You know, uh, this party today, it's got a long process. It, it really is like wilderness wanderings for the GOP. Well, yeah. Well, your criticisms of uh, of the uh, Republican Party are best coming from you because, you know, I'm a Bernie Democrat, so it's just going to be cheap shots from a, you know, a Bernie Act if I said those things. But I think you're spot on. It's uh, a real crisis in the Republican Party. And I think I've shared with you that my dad was uh, on the Republican Central Committee in Madera County. I grew up in a Republican household, so I'm not totally, uh, totally unfamiliar with true conservative values. And as represented, uh, you know, back when my dad was alive in the early days uh, with Dwight Eisenhower and uh, uh, then later on Ronald Reagan, who he had a great deal of uh, positive regard for. And this new kind of extremism in the Republican Party is something that I'm reasonably certain that my late father would be appalled with. Uh, it is not uh, conservative values at all. It's, it's it's basically kind of very very frightened people. Uh, we know the demographics uh, of the uh, of the Trumpian uh, wing of the Republican Party. These are people with lower levels of formal education. They tend to be rural. They tend to be white. They tend to uh, self-identify as Christians. And um, those folks feel under attack. Uh, now we can argue over yeah. whether they have any right to feel that way, but they feel, that's what people feel. And so it's very easy to get people who are fearful uh, to do the sorts of things that uh, uh, the extreme right or, you know, the crazy wing of the Republican Party is trying to get them to do. Because when you get people not having a rational dialogue and it's just pure emotion, um, it, it, at some point it, it, it doesn't make any sense to have good arguments and, and good factual information because don't confuse me with facts. My mind is made up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Don't confuse me with facts. <laughs> yeah, there's no question about it. Uh, and this party, this wing of the party, which is so dominant, it, it's probably about a third of the party, most of whom are transient. They'll leave to the other party. 20% of all independents that voted for Trump voted for Barack Obama in 2008. <laughs> so it's not like this is a normal group. There's nothing normal about these people. Um, but this party, this wing has gotten so crazy, led by Donald Trump, uh, by saying that, you know, that uh, DeSantis represents the Reagan wing of the Republican Party. And I'm like going, I remember when that was a really good thing for Republicans. I mean, that's like the ultimate compliment. <laughs> not in Trump world. Not in Trump mind. They're looking. He's an authoritarian. And by the way, I I really do believe DeSantis is authoritarian in his style. They, that's what you know. And so for them, and, and DeSantis didn't respond. Maybe he's too smart to respond. Uh, but uh, you know, to me, what they think is an insult should be a compliment. And uh, with all the problems anyone can have with 
uh, Reagan, he was truly pluralistic, and really pluralistic from a historic perspective for Republicans. Not always, but when he came in the 80s, he really was. Uh, and uh, he had a much more inclusive rhetoric and uh, much more, reminded me a lot of, of, oddly, of John F. Kennedy in 1960, of rising tides lifting all boats. You know, uh, you know, rather than uh, benefiting just the rich, even though you can argue that's what his policies did. Rhetoric does matter. And a, a lot of Republicans who really don't like what, what Trump is saying are ignoring the fact that his rhetoric does matter, which is why we are such a hateful nation in so many ways today. It, we're foaming at the mouth. It's incredible. Okay, running out of time. Final thoughts from you as we wrap it up, Dr. David Dozer. Uh, just basically, I think that uh, uh, this was a good segment because I think right now we've got a lot on the line in terms of uh, the media ecosystem. And uh, folks like you and me need to be paying attention to it. And your listeners need to pay attention to what's going on because all of this stuff really matters. Your rhetoric does matter. Yeah, absolutely. All right, David Dozer, thanks so much. DavidDozerBooks.com. There's always a link over at Price of Business dot com to all things david uh make sure you check that out whenever he's been on the show i am kevin price this is this nationally syndicated price of business stay tuned for more